Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Job Pod by Begin to Discover. Thank you ever so much for joining us. My name's Sam Linwood, and today we're covering the creative industry uh, and what it's like to be a creative in that world. To help us do that, we've got a lovely guy called Elliot Starr helping us. Uh, he is a senior copywriter at a company called 20-something, a great little company. Uh, and Elliot goes into lots of depth about the different roles inside the creative industry, uh, how to get into it, what he loves uh, and what he, he would have done differently uh, when he was a graduate. So it's, it's really insightful and really, really helpful. If you're restless uh, you, and you constantly have ideas churning over in your head, this is probably the one for you. Uh, give it a listen. Let us know your thoughts. Thanks. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing, mate? Yes, very well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm very well, dude. Isolating well? Yeah, just about. Just about surviving. Um, dude, so thanks again for doing doing this with me. Uh, my nan has just walked into the room, though, and she wants to know what you do, and you've got 30 seconds. Good old Doris has just asked you, what do you do? Well, first of all, Doris, obviously it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> uh, I heard a lot about you. So ultimately businesses have things to sell and they've got uh, lots of different tools that they can use to tell people about those things. So if you need to sell something, you can sell it if people don't know that it exists. And uh, those tools are advertising and marketing tools. And I'm a creative. And so my job is to use those tools to effectively build a bridge between a, band, uh, a brand or a business um, and the person that they're trying to sell their their product service brand to and i use those tools whether that's a television advert or a poster or an email or a tweet or anything really any one of those tools and those tools now are there are more of them than ever use those tools to build that bridge between you the business with something to sell and the person that you want to try and sell it to wow that's a very good overview. Thanks so much. Um, awesome. So, how did you how did you hear about this industry? Yeah, all of that stuff. What made you choose this particular role? Um, so, for me, it was like a happy accident, and I think it is for a lot of people that get in, and that is something I'm personally kind of trying to change because I think a lot of people that get in, it's either they know someone that knows someone, or their family, someone in their family is in the industry, or a friend of the family, or something, and. They tend to get it tends to that brings a lot of similar people into the industry and then a few people like me I suppose it's a it's a happy accident so when I was younger I was obsessed with adverts um, I saw Guinness Surfer when I was probably I don't know like 10 or something and just mm. like I've always really been into movies and then Guinness Surfer was like an Oscar winning movie crushed into 60 seconds it was just everything about it was uh, incredible it was just pure poetry really uh, really spoke to me and I really loved it mm-hmm. so then I um, then I just started look, searching out all the Guinness adverts and then that kind of got me onto all the Nike adverts and then but even then I didn't really know it was a job it was just like ads were just these cool things that existed I, I don't really know what I thought I guess I thought brands made them like yeah. Nike made yeah, like a lot of people. yeah and then it was a happy accident I just watched a film um uh, what women want with Mel Gibson, uh, where he plays an absolute douchebag, 
but he's a he's a creative and i kind of went well why? so it must be a job then they can't base an entire character in a, on a, in a movie on a job that doesn't exist so then that's when you know and then once that unlocked in my mind i just went wow okay so now i'll work my way backward from the job so i, I need to study advertising of some sort at university to study advertising at university i probably need to study something psychological mm-hmm. uh so that's psychology um which i actually didn't study officially it just it's something i got really into and just read up on personally because i i really liked it i studied sociology because i thought it'd be good to know something about mass behavior i did media studies i did graphic design and product design at a level and then yeah and then did that and then made similar choices at gcse mm-hmm. so graphic, did graphic design um drawing i did drama i don't know but it kind of just it was like a patchwork quilt of whatever yeah. i whatever my naive like sort of 14 year old brain thought i needed to kind of get there but i was very fortunate it's like not a lot of people know are yeah. lucky and fortunate enough and it is largely luck to have a happy accident that shows them what they should maybe do with their life and for me it was like i suppose at school i loved I loved art. I loved um, I loved English when English is more creative. Yeah, I loved drama. Uh, I just loved everything where I got to make things from scratch. Basically, yeah. the parts of those subjects that I didn't like was like in art. I really didn't like still life because I didn't like just copying stuff. I was like I wanted to make things from scratch. Yeah, of course. And it yeah. all just I think sort of led me kind of down that down that path but again that happy accident happened for me it doesn't happen for a lot of people and i think so you, uh, that's something you, so what, so, sorry what did you study at uni to get you into the creative industry was it straight so up? i studied creative advertising at oh. lincoln it's a really great course and it like being too dramatic it had quite a profound effect on my life i think because i think um yeah, I just yeah, I really threw myself into that course and it very it changed me a lot you know i was just this idiot from from Bristol basically and then they kind of I don't know what they sort of just reprogram you a bit and they kind of they sort of make you realize that who this sounds pretentious but who you are is just a sum of like the books you read what you listen to on the radio like the stuff you consume and the people you surround yourself with and so if you increase the quality and the caliber of that stuff and you as a person improve as well so if you stop watching you know, car crash television and you watch really quality TV yeah. and you stop listening to like, you know, really trashy music and you start listening to really great music and you watch really great documentaries and you read really great books and it all combines to create you. And uh, that's whether that's you intellectually or you understanding the world or you understanding yourself or you being creative or whatever, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of the reprogramming that I felt happened over my three years at Lincoln. And I sort of kind of just carried that with me now. So it's like, I'd always try to make sure I've got really high quality inputs in my life from what I'm reading or what I'm listening to or what I'm watching, you know, with the occasional guilty indulgence, of course. (laughs) Guilty pleasures. We all have them, mate. Um, So, okay. So post, post uni, uh, you, you've completed your creative advertising course where where do you go from there uh so it doesn't really happen post university or at least the so what 
what I did and what I think most people that end up getting into the industry do is I had a creative partner, Laura. Um, we, were, we were partners for a really long time. She was a great partner. And what we did was we, in January, we just made a decision. So third year, start in September, finish in June. And we said in January, we're going to London. Right. In the first week of January, that's when it begins. And so we went to London and we had a portfolio and it was atrocious. And we just took it round agencies and that was it then. And then we basically were in London if not every week, every other week, um, on, on the, on usually on a Friday where we didn't have lectures with our portfolio. And, um, you, we, you do that throughout third year. And basically the people that tend to get into the industry across the board, not like some colleges are really well weaved into the industry. And so the way that people on those courses get in sometimes is slightly different to this, but across the board, generally what gets people in is momentum. Yeah. So you're in third year, in a university town somewhere i was up i was in lincoln so you know not really anywhere near london and so you just you have to use momentum to bridge the gap between where you are geographically and where the job is that you want so you basically for for us that was just like down to london all the time to see this like basically ring of mentors at agencies that would feedback on our book and then we'd go away and change it and then come back. And we sort of, I mean, we were, we were mental. Like we really went for it. We just did a whole new book every time. And I think we did like 25 trips to London uh, yeah. every time we had a whole new book. So eight new campaigns every time we went. So you were just, that might you were just approaching well, directors, were you, when you were doing Well, that? yeah, I'll come on to a little bit in a second about a strategic way of doing it, which I wish in hindsight I had done. Uh, but we were approaching creatives who had made work that we really liked or just, you're just scrabbling at that time, basically yeah, 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 to get sure. contact time, FaceTime with anyone. So that was just creatives, any creative anywhere. Ideally they'd made good work and work we liked, but you know, that was a bonus. Um, and I think we did a lot, a lot of people get in to placements without doing that many. Maybe we just took a longer time to get to grips with the book and, yeah. what the work should be should be like and the feel of a book how most people i think get in is kind of how how i did it it's like that you don't go well, you don't go to london for the first time with this like 10 out of 10 portfolio and then you meet someone you've never met before and they go you're great you've got a great portfolio you can have a placement you can start tomorrow like it doesn't you know maybe 10 percent of people are really lucky and that happens but i think 90 percent of people it's like resilience and the fact that you keep coming back and you keep reworking your portfolio and you show that you're really determined and hungry and the people you go to see, they begin to be emotionally invested in you. Yeah. Um, and you can see how much effort you're putting in. I think that really is how most people get in. So it doesn't necessarily like, you don't necessarily finish university, then do that. You sort of do that while you're at uni. If yeah. you're on a creative course, if you're not on a creative course, you have to artificially recreate that momentum basically. Uh, to bring you in because what you really want to do is just like you know slide the grease slick of uni basically and just go like book crits book crits book crits book crits placements 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 jobs yeah. and then one of them convert one of those placements converts into a job and it's it's not easy but it's a really simple formula it's like you do the you do the book crits till you get the book until you get the placements and you do the placements until you get the job yeah. and it is brutally hard it's really hard um 
Mm-hmm. I lost a stone in weight trying to get a job in advertising. Wow. And it's not, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have lost it. It wasn't, I did not look good for losing it, but I was just, all I was focused on was getting in. Okay, so you, you're, you're, like the guy, you're the guy coming up with the ideas for the advert. Let's just put it in layman's terms, right? What, what other positions are there that fill that department, etc.? Mm. If I'm a creative, it's probably an easy way to frame it up. It's like kind of rippling out from me the immediate circle, I suppose, of people I work with is planning and strategy. So they are the, I guess the most interesting way I can put that is they're guardians for the brand. So they're in charge of basically the North Star of the brand, the long-term strategy of the brand and, and, and the mission for the brand right. and where the brand's kind of headed. And then they, ideally in a great agency, I think they tend to work quite closely with creative. It's not creative for creative sake. Anything in advertising, it's like, it's an overlap between strategy and creative. It's a, a phrase that gets used is like, uh, basically it's a Trojan horse. So it's a present, it's a beautiful present, but with strategy at its core. Yeah. So it's like, so we'll work closely with strategy and go, right. So we want to deliver something that's really attention grabbing, memorable, engaging, beautiful, the sort of thing that you would talk about, the sort of thing you would share because you know if it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's arresting then you probably will talk about it and if you talk about it that gets another set of eyeballs on it and then if that person talks about it yeah it should spread um cool it's always that but then it has to be paired with something strategic so something that's actually going to move the dial and actually have the effect the business effect okay that we need to have uh, given the business problem whatever the business problem is so we've got a strategy so then yeah. what what are the other roles so then there's also uh account account handling um who is such a critical role um like so that is basically absolutely managing the relationship between the client and the agency and all the disciplines in the agency so that's managing client and strategy client and creative client and design and it's just make it basically making sure that that is a healthy working relationship and i think some of the smartest people in advertising basically work in account handling because it's like it doesn't there's a phrase in basketball which is if you don't um if you don't have the ball you can't shoot the ball and it's so tempting as a creative like you get feedback sometimes and it really annoys you it's really tempting to get really shitty but if that costs you the job or that costs you the account you haven't got the account anymore and if you haven't got the account you can't make the work all those roles sort of overlap a bit as well. It's a really, in a, such a great way, it's a very kind of collaborative uh, industry. And yeah. a lot of people that work in planning are great creatives. And a lot of people that uh, work in account handling are great creatives. And then some creatives are really good strategists as well. And there's weird overlap. But yeah, of um, And then there's obviously people that handle, um, there's project management. So okay. that is basically the, I uh, suppose, the, football manager of the of the teams are basically making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing and in the right place at the right time and everyone's pulling their weight um there's obviously production as well so that you know turning scribbles on a page into something that's actually happening in front of a camera or is actually being recorded audibly or visually or of course both um but now it's such a, you know, not to overload whoever listens to this, it's such a humongous beast now because the the tool bag for marketers is huge now. There's so much you can do that 
it's you know it's not like where you can do a tv ad and you can do a radio ad and you can do some posters it's like the stuff that you can do to build a bridge between your business and the person that you would like to buy from your business or buy into your business or ideally both the tool bag is humongous and so to say that an agency now is like creative planning account handling production and project management is a massive understatement because it's like you've got ux you've got yeah, I was gonna say you've got customer relationship management there's so much i've met some people that do such weird niche jobs in the industry <laughs> and so I'm, i've met a guy on a shoot and he like his thing is wooden puppets specifically <laughs> wooden puppets with more than four limbs and he's one of like a handful of people in the world that are like the people that do this. Um, and he gets flown in to shoots all over the world that require puppetry. And he's the guy that does that. And he makes a fairly decent living doing it. And I guess he got there by just becoming fantastic at bringing wooden puppets to life. Wow. Um, wow. And then there's like food stylists as well who basically make art out of food and anything you ever see food related in an advert will have been styled by a food stylist so there's a whole there's just a huge web of jobs you can do in the creative industry um and i'm I'm kind of just one of them my other question mate is why do you why do you continue to do it i think i continue to do it because you just learn i sort of feel like i just learn every day Mm. um you know it's very possible to have a career in advertising where you just get to a point where you just stop learning but I guess you, I like learning. So I'm with my career, I choose to move around and go places where I feel I'm really going to learn and put myself in a position that's a bit out of my comfort zone. I just feel like I'm learning every day, you know, how to basically, how to build that bridge. And it constantly changes because there are constantly new ways to do it. And I just think it's a challenge. Like I love the fight of, you know, I, I'm not an artist. If someone just said, well, don't worry about clients and don't worry about compromise you don't have to compromise at all you could be an artist and you can just make whatever you want you can make anything uh, i'm sort of like well yeah you know a it's nice to have a salary that's one thing um but also i like the fight i like the challenge of overlap between business and creativity and i like that they can be beneficial for each other mm. i like that you know the creativity that the ad industry puts into the world has to do something measurable. Like it has to sell a certain amount of something or it has to increase consideration a certain amount. It has to get people into showrooms or it has to get people to a website or it has to get people to, to donate. Like that's the other side I love is you can do so much good with it as well. Mm. Like, right. I think that was, I think when I was younger, I was, I was all like, do I go into advertising? I love it. I really, really love it. But I could go and work for like a charity or I could go and like, you know, like go join the Marines and do something that really matters. Um, And I think that was just a stupid like 15 year old boy thing. But um, I like with advertising, it's like you can, you know, just by scribbling something on a paper, you can just put this massive positive dent in the world. My other question is, is, who would this be right for? So I think the people, it's it's hard to say like what makes a great creative because I suppose every creative is different and the creativity that they produce is different because it's them putting a piece of themselves out into the world. But I think 
at their core, what they've all got in common is they're just problem solvers. They love solving problems and they almost can't help themselves. So like, I suppose contextual examples are always useful, right? So at the moment we're all on lockdown because of um, COVID-19 and now I'm at home. I'm just, I'm going mad because I don't have enough problems to solve because my day is really predictable. So I'll just get up, obviously do a bit of exercise, shower, eat, work, and then that's it. And so I'm going mad. So I'm like looking at my garden, thinking about all the things I want to do in my garden and, and all the ideas I've got for my garden. And then I'm looking at like my exercise program and being like, Oh, here's all the stuff I need to change in my exercise program. Yeah. And it's the same. Like when I go on holiday, like my wife it drives my wife mad is I can't like just sit on the beach and do nothing. Like I'll always have something I obsess over when I'm on holiday and it will be my new workout program when I get back from my holiday or the way I'm going to redecorate our bedroom or, or something. But I do think what they've all got in common is they're just, chronic problem solvers they yeah. just love solving problems and they get really itchy uh, about making things better like so it's like if they're organizing a party they will just like spend hours putting the playlist together or something because you know what i mean it's a problem to be solved and they love yeah. solving problems and i think if any if anyone listening to this if you sort of this feels even remotely like you it's yeah it's probably a job worth investigating i think for yourself so the um the, what would be your best advice for someone, well, for anyone thinking about considering this industry? What I would say is uh, the court that you don't have to do an advertising course. No one's ever asked to see my qualification for my advertising course. Um, but what gets you into the industry is like a base knowledge, momentum and contacts. And unless you live in London and you, can afford to just not work for like a year to two years Jesus, and just figure it out for yourself. A course absolutely shortcuts all that stuff because you get, you get the base knowledge. You kind of get taught the way the game works, which is you need to put a folio together. Then you need to take that folio to see creatives. You, you, you just shortcut all that stuff and you, you know, you get exceptionally well prepared for the industry in a very short space of time. And to be honest, for quite a small cost, like if you compared what it would cost you to pay rent in London and pay all your bills and feed yourself and stuff for like two years while you figured this all out, it would probably cost more than a course would cost. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I could be wrong, but so I'd recommend a course. There are lots of them, lots of different courses. You don't have to do like a three year degree. There are some great courses that only last um, a year. Oh, really? uh, like SCA is an incredible course. Watford's really great. And then while you're on that course, I think, and I, I say this to more and more teams now, I think is figure out why you want to get into the industry. Um, Cause if you are going to get in, you could get in and be in for like 40 years. That's a really long time to be working with big brands that have big budgets, big voices and can have big impact in the world. And you can use that to have the effect that you want to have so that when you're old and frail, you can look back and go, I worked in advertising for 40 years. And in that time I did X, Y, Z. And I had this, I had this impact and that can be anything you want it to be. And it's unique to you, obviously the individual, but once you get that and you kind of get to a, a bit of a sentence that embodies that it, everything gets easier. Cause then you go, right, I know why I want to do it. So now I'm going to look through all the agencies in London 
yeah. I'm going to look at their work and I'm going to say, well, which five to 10 agencies are going to best help me achieve that thing I've just written down. Mm. And then once you get your five to 10, then you go, well, okay, now I'm going to find the really great creatives working at those agencies who are probably making the disproportionate amount of the great work. Mm. Then I'll go see them. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you're, what you don't do there, what you don't do is you don't then go see 50 different creatives at 50 different agencies and get 50 different perspectives on your book and just confuse yourself. <laughs> Cause that's what every, that's what every grad does. That's what I did. Yeah. And you come back from London and you're just like, I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing. <laughs> um, and you, you avoid all of that. You just get opinions from people that you rate at agencies that you rate that embody what you really want to do. That's really, so, really good feedback, mate. And I, Oh, well, actually really good info. And I think anybody that's considering getting into the creative industry should take that on board. Um, I think that's a good, a good place to end on, to be fair, mate. I think we've, got, we've gone through quite a lot very quickly. So thank you so much. Let's catch up very soon, mate. Yeah, best of luck with it, man. I look forward to uh, seeing it out there in the world. Hopefully it helps a few people. Thank you ever so much for tuning into that, guys. That was Elliot Starr, senior copywriter at 20-something, telling us about the creative industry there. If you like what you hear, please like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff for us uh, and pass it, up, pass it on to your friends who might be in limbo period uh, and get in touch. My email is sam at beginningdiscover.com uh, and I'll get back to you. Cheers.